When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's NFL playoff action, so make your winning move today and bet at my bookie. Use promo code GATERS and claim your deposit match. Redeemable up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on social media at GatorDave underscore SEC. Coming at you. The bit of news. Busy weekend here for the Gators. One commitment to the transfer portal. One 2025 commitment right here. Second for the 2025 class right here. And we'll get into it on this episode of Gators Breakdown. Clay Millen, the transfer quarterback, commits to the Gators. And also Josiah Abdullah, it's a 25, 2025 wide receiver committed to the Gators. So we'll get into it right here on this episode of Gators Bre- Breakdown. Uh, hopefully hopefully um, I get through the episode just fine. You can probably hear it in my voice. I've, if you follow me on social media, you know I've <laughs> been a bit under the weather the last couple of days. So going to try to power through the episode here. But uh, So if you get the little pauses or the coughs or whatever, you know, that's just that. That's what we're dealing with this time of year. So I'll get through it as best I can. Probably won't be too long of an episode. We'll try and catch you up with uh, everything that's went on through the weekend. Uh, those two items we just mentioned and also some more transfer anyway, transfer portal. The, the the news, just it doesn't end this time of year. There's <laughs> so much going on. Uh, so we'll get into maybe a potential transfer for the Gators down the road, hopefully soon, but um, we'll get into that um, one that was in the transfer portal, one DeAndre Robinson, uh, not transfer portal, one that was in the 2024 class that just signed. Could he be on his way to Gainesville? We'll get into that in just a second. Also, some recent misses for the wide receiver spot to the transfer portal for the Gators. So plenty of storylines to get into on this episode of Gators Breakdown. Hit that like button, smash that like button. That really goes a long way in helping us right here on Gators Breakdown. Your support means a whole lot right here. So subscribe right here on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. But whether you're joining us live or you're watching the replay, smash that like button right here on YouTube. Leave a comment. Should be some hot and hot and heavy comments, uh, especially if the Discord for Gators Breakdown Plus is in the indication about all this. But uh, you can leave a comment right here on YouTube as well. But speaking of Gators Breakdown Plus, you can join right here. Link is in the description. Extra episodes. 
the last episode of Gators Breakdown I put right here for you is a preview of the chats that we do right there through Discord. You can be a part of those as well as being a Gators Breakdown Plus member. Link is in the description to join Gators Breakdown Plus, ad-free episodes, newsletters, Q&A, all that good stuff right there at Gators Breakdown Plus. So, all right, let's get into it. Gator Nation, you know how we do it. Hey, we got to commit and let's get going right here with the quarterback first, Clay Millen. Of course, Gators needed some depth at the quarterback spot. And I know that got questioned. I'll get into that in just a second. But guys, no, Florida needed <laughs> this quarterback uh, right here with the and got one with the addition of Clay Millen here. Uh, announced on Twitter on Sunday that after spending two seasons at Colorado State, now he'd be on his way to Gainesville. Uh, so. He transferred to Colorado State by way of Nevada first. So this is his third stop. This is his third school, and that's the way this thing uh, works right now, <laughs> the transfer portal. Millen, a former four-star prospect from Washington, the state of Washington, from 24-7 Sports. He committed to Nevada as part of the high school 2021 class there. And as a redshirt freshman in 2022, he went to Colorado State, and he broke the Colorado State school record for single-season completion percentage at 72%. Uh, that record also set the NCAA record for FBF's freshman uh, and is the second best mark in Mountain West history. Uh, so uh, you look at his 2022 stats, 1,910 yards, went 169 of 234, 10 touchdowns, six interceptions in 10 games. Uh, and he, tw- he tweeted as he hit the portal, you go back and look at it, and he posted his pro football focus grades. And this was also on Twitter and what that meant for him. Uh, so he was the number one in FBS in 2022. So remember, this was two seasons ago. Uh, 2023 is the season we're coming off of. So 2022, he did lose his job uh, in, in 2023. So <laughs> it's kind of um, the the minus of this. Uh, but, you know, he all that success in 2022. Uh, and then was replaced on the depth chart after starting 15-24 to 24 against Washington State uh, for 110 yards in this past year's season opener. But in 2022, uh, he shared he was number one in the FBS for the, quote, big-time throw rate. That's passes of 20-plus yards down the field. He was number two in FBS in the past grade in the 20-plus yards down the field. Seventh in the FBS with big-time throw percentage. Number one in FBS in accuracy percentage at 82.4%. And number one in FBS in completion percentage at 72.2%. He had a passer rate of 149.8. So somewhat limited action in 2022, but that's what Pro Football Focus graded him. And as I said, just couldn't keep it up uh, in 2023. Now, kind of weird that he only played one game and then was replaced. Um, Was thought to be the starter coming out of spring. Fall camp, starts one game, goes 15 or 24 this past season to start the 2023 season. 110 yards, interception against Washington State. Never got his job back at Colorado State. Enters the portal and then comes to Florida. So, of course, he's the ninth transfer for Florida in this 2024 transfer portal class. He'll be the third scholarship quarterback for the Gators. And that's the important part. Joining Graham Mertz, joining DJ Lagway, of course, you got walk-on to Aiden Warner, who just came in as well, and, all, and Parker Lease. Um, that's part of the quarterback room as well. Uh, but, I mean, look at it, guys. I mean, this is 
the third scholarship quarterback. You have Graham Mertz. You have DJ Lagway. Yes, there are other needs in the transfer portal, but you also needed a third scholarship quarterback. There is not a program out there that's not carrying three scholarship quarterbacks. Florida needed this. Yes, understandable. There are other needs in the transfer portal. Absolutely. But you don't go into the 2024 season with just Mertz, who's coming off an injury, by the way, and a true freshman Lagway. Now, don't get me wrong. That is one and two in the depth chart. No matter you know this addition to the quarterback room, Think about it. It's going to be hard to get anybody of note, anybody with deep experience to come into the situation Florida is in right now. You got Graham Mertz. He's your starter. You got DJ Lagway, the you know the all-world true freshman. I think he's going to get plenty of snaps this fall, get, some, get his feet wet, get some experience. There we go. I mean, what, what are you going to sell to quarterbacks out there? Especially guys who have a lot of success, a lot of experience. Whoever comes in is going to be behind those two. So no big deal here. Get you another scholarship quarterback, one that has some experience, some starting experience, and hopefully you don't have to go to him in a starting situation at all in, in, in this 2024 season. But if you do, this is where you go. Uh, so a lot would have to happen for him to take some meaningful reps. Why well, not such a big deal. But given how hard it would be to get a quarterback in this situation, Here's your third scholarship quarterback. So that's how it breaks out right here for Florida. Clay Millen coming in from Colorado State to Gainesville to join the Gator quarterback room. Now we get to go to some high school recruiting. This one kind of out of nowhere. Let's go. Gator Nation, do it one more time. Hey, we got to commit Josiah Abdullah. But on a visit to Gainesville this past Saturday, had his junior day visit, commits to the Gators a day later on Sunday as well. Uh, in the Twitter announcement, Hayes Fawcett from On3 announced that the 5'11", 175-pound wide receiver from Atlanta chose Florida over Florida State, Michigan, and others. He got offered a year ago. Offered a year ago, so Florida was got in on him early. He has around 50 offers right now. But you can see right here, if you're watching the YouTube version, but I'll explain it for you. If you're listening to the podcast version, he is a three-star on both the 24-7 Sports Composite and the On3 Industry Rankings. 24-7 Sports right now, a little bit higher. 390 overall, 53rd wide receiver. On3 has him 411 overall, 63rd wide receiver. So very, very close in how they view. And, of course, they should be. They take all those rankings into account and come up with their average. They just weighed them a little bit different. But this past season as a junior, Abdullah accounted for 52 catches for 786 yards and 10 touchdowns. Also had another 42 rushing yards, 249 kick return yards, and 75 punt return yards. Finished the year with 1,152 all-purpose yards. Abdullah averaged 15.1 yards per catch this past season as well as 11.24 in the 100 meter. So he runs in the 100 meter right here. So former teammate of Miles Graham, remember Miles Graham came down to Gainesville, played his senior year of football there, but a former teammate of Miles Graham up there in Georgia. And then if you look at it now with Abdullah, he's the second commit of the 2025 class to go along with running back Waltez Clark and joins the recent wide receiver classes of Eugene Wilson, Andy Jean, 
Aiden Mizell two classes ago, and of course one class ago that just signed Jare Hawkins and Tawaski Abrams. Now, getting a, a receiver here on the smaller side, the speedier side uh, here, not the big body uh, re- receiver here, but let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and look at some highlights. Uh, pulled up his huddle. Go pull up his huddle highlights right here. And Abdullah, first off, if you look at his huddle highlights and starting with, they got him starting off right here. <laughs> his first highlight is a kickoff returner. And, of course, look, these are highlights. Of course, he's going to sit here uh, and, and break it. But plenty of chances to get caught. Pulls away. Uh, you his ability as a kickoff returner uh, right here up there in in Atlanta, but top of the top of the formation here. And what you're going to see, I've, I watched the first few already just to get a sense of this, but pulls away, pulls away in traffic. Um, certainly one of those smaller in stature, use speed to your advantage. And here he is right here in the state championship game uh, here in, here in Georgia. And certainly does a nice job of adjusting to, to, to the throws here. And, there's some physicality, able to break a tackle, score a touchdown, uh, but you know, it can line up as a single receiver on one side, the top of the formation. You know, of course, that could look certainly you know, different here at Florida. Little nice corner route, one more, adjusts to the ball, catches it in the end zone. So certainly not afraid to go up and get the ball, um, make some contested catches uh, is another thing. Uh, I think you um, like what you see here, but, you know, finds a way, uses the speed, Deceptive, you know, sitting here setting up a defender, slows his route down a bit, then turns on the Jets, blows right by him here, a catch across the middle, uses his speed to just catch up with that. That ball may not have been caught, but you can tell he turns on the burns <laughs> a little bit more just to catch up with the pass. So shows a, I, I just think shows some nice adjustment from, you know, just these quick little highlights. So it's outside, it's over the middle. Uh, they use him, as you can tell, um, but both ways uh, as a receiver. So certainly another receiver, kind of comparable, uh, I think, to what we have seen from the last class for the Gators. And I'll let this last highlight right here play, but beginning of the highlights, you saw the kickoff return. You saw some moves on the outside and then also being able to catch the ball across the middle and make some plays as well. One more. Here's a little punt return to get the full package of what we see for Ab- for Abdullah, but certainly a player that may, I mean, special teams, uh, of course, and, and as I say, at the very least, I don't want to put that label on him uh, <laughs> right here as, oh, this is the very least you'll get from him. Uh, but given that he has the experience in both kickoff return, punt return, and we see what he does at receiver as well. Certainly a versatile type of player right here. Uh, adding to the 2025 class right now for the Gators. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So, now look, I get it. It's a 2025 commit. <laughs> and given, um, I, I understand if you don't want to get excited, uh, I look forward to it. We all know how this works. And of course, with what happened with all the recent flips away from Florida, the way the 2024 class ended, I get not just grabbing hold and holding on tight for 2025 commitments this early. I completely get it. But look, still going to celebrate those guys deciding right now to be Gators. I'm going to sit here and announce the commitments like we've always done. But of course, knowing all this can change and it will for some when it does. I'll react accordingly. I'm sure you will as well. <laughs> but way out here. Um, no, we're not, we're not really too far away out um, for the, the 2025 class. We're about a year away, less than a year away, uh, actually. And, you know, a year ago for the 2024 class, like your, your quarterback, DJ Lagway, was already in the class. Uh, but probably going to be a bit of a slower start for this 2025 class. And we'll, of course, turn the page pretty soon, get through this transfer portal window, uh, get to February signing day. We'll have another transfer portal window. But before that, of course, you know, we'll turn the page and we'll dive deeper into this 2025 class, the targets, the storylines that will surround that class. The storyline right now is how fast of a start can Florida get off to? Uh, we know as you start putting more and more subpar results on the field, it's probably going to be hard to get off to a great start. This start will be Look, it didn't pay off, of course. The 2024 class fell off toward the end, but it's going to be pretty hard to build anything close to that for this 2025 class. There's going to be a ton of questions. Now, there's some good visits this past weekend for the Gators, and we'll get into that probably later this week, but you're not going to have that. Or put it this way, I wouldn't predict Florida to have that big summer that we got to all enjoy last year, the big June, the big July that's probably not going to happen. There's a lot more questions surrounding the program, a lot more questions of the direction of this. 11 wins in two years for this staff, not a lot to sell right now. You know, past year one, you can still sell a lot of hope. But given two years and 11 wins, it's probably going to be a little bit harder sell. We know that negative recruiting is going to go on between these other programs, and hey, Billy Napier may not be there much longer. You know what's happening. You know it's going to happen. Probably happen to help tear apart the 2024 class, and it's going to be part of the narrative of the rival schools that we're going up against that is going to be used against Florida here as well. So two commits right now. One running back, one wide receiver. Both, you know, top 200, 300 top players. It's going to be inter- interesting to follow just how many, because you, you, you go to Will's, um, Will Miles, of course, co-host here, get his breakdown and kind of the history of sh- showing of, uh, you get a pretty good indication of where a recruiting class is going to be by August, heading into the season. What's this class going to look like? Will the, can, can Florida at least do enough work to where you get some of the good feelings you got like you did in 24, but 
the guys are just going to hold off on commits and just wait to see results. That's at, to, to me, that's the bottom line expectation right now for this 2025 class. Can you at least get some of the top targets to hold off and see the product you put on the field for the 2024 season? You can do that and get them to hold off. Or even some, they may commit and flip down the road if Florida surprises them. But I think the bulk of it's going to need to be get some guys to hold off, get some of your top targets to hold off, and then find a way to exceed the expectations, to put some wins together this 2024 season, and then get those guys in the fold once they see their product on the field is a little bit better. To me, that's best-case scenario right now. But there we go. Two commitments for the Gators, one through the transfer portal that will pay some dividends this year as the third-string quarterback for the Gators, and then one down the road for the 2025 class. All right, plenty more to get into. Plenty of transfer portal storylines as we go. I mean, man, this is a started Gators breakdown in 2016. Didn't have the transfer portal to talk about. Didn't have that all type of content. Well, we got it all now. (laughs) We got to cover it like NFL free agency. Just last a little bit longer. Last a little bit longer here. But plenty to get into before we get there. NFL playoffs. Think you know what's going to happen? I mean, games haven't really been all that close. Maybe you could take advantage of all that. Put some cash in your wallet with my bookie. My bookie has the biggest online selection of odds and contests to fill all your sports betting needs with these NFL playoffs anytime, anywhere. So you could turn that sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. Take advantage right now of the NFL playoffs or bet on bet, bet on all those games that's happening or go go for a share of the big cash prizes in the weekly blackjack tournaments. If you've been waiting for the right time to get in on the action, well, that time is now. Make your winning move today. Sign up at MyBookie, use promo code GATERS and claim your deposit match, redeemable up to $1,000. Again, that's promo code GATERS to claim your bonus. Experience the thrill of sports betting right from the comfort of your home. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. All right. Kind of get something to drink there. The raspiness kind of throat's getting dry a little bit there. Uh, all right. Let me go to the comments before we do move forward. Um... Q Lee uh, wants to know what's going on with revamp NIL, a.k.a. Florida Victorious. Well, they're signing a bunch of the current players uh, to their new deals. Uh, you've seen those announcements lately, but I just kind of explained to you the, uh, and I know you know uh, the difficulties right now of what, uh, I think Florida can have the best NIL in the country right now, and it really wouldn't help. I think it would, it's going to help some, but I think it's a pairing. It is a pairing of results on the field and all the questions surrounding this staff paired with NIL. The NIL alone ain't going to be enough. And I know everybody says, oh, it's all about the money. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's a big majority of it. It's a huge piece of the pie. But it ain't everything. It's hard to sell 11 wins, even if all the money's there. Am I sitting here going to Say Florida Victorious is the top NIL. No, I'm not saying that at all. Not saying that. Yeah, NIL, money, everything that goes to recruiting on that side of it. Yeah, it could be better. 
hard to overcome all that with 11 wins the last two years. All the talk. We know what it is out there. I'm going to dig our heads in the sand. Going to be difficult. Going to be difficult. Uh, because there's some comments here. Um, Aaron, I'll probably try and come back to that toward the end here. Uh, Just talking BS says, nice pickup for number three quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I know there's other options out there in the transfer portal, but this is a hard sell. here. <laughs> I mean, as much as... You know, this roster probably isn't where we want it right now. Quarterback. Quarterback. Through all the storylines of Jaden Rashada and Austin Simmons and all that, quarterback's in a pretty good spot. It's going to be hard to have a deep quarterback room anymore in college football. Guys are going to leave, whether it be a new coach coming in or just not getting the playing time. Guys are not going to sit around anymore and just wait to be developed. It'll happen in some cases. But it's going to be rare. So this having deep quarterback room, I think that's mostly a thing of the past. I mean, we see Beck hung around at Georgia, saw Ole Miss be able to hit the transfer portal and just stack up quarterbacks a year ago. <laughs> so, as I said, But it's going to be rare. You're not going to have many of the top quarterbacks just sitting around waiting for a job anymore. So I think it's going to be hard to stack a quarterback room now. Uh, so, yeah, this is a nice pickup for your number three quarterback. Um, any news from Washington DB, pal? Not yet. Uh, I, I, as far as trying to keep up with everything we'll have in this episode, plus him. Uh, so, hopefully, early in the week, Monday, Tuesday, maybe get something there. Um, Harrison says, Kind of Harrison Sanchez, yeah. Uh, thanks, Harrison. I probably should go into this. This will go into one of the next points as well. We should close on Powell, Grimsley, and Robinson. Powell, the Washington DB here. As I said, there are some good feelings there. Let's just wait. We've been uh, debunked, as I'll get into in just a second, about good feelings uh, with some of the targets right now. Grimsley did talk about him uh, previously, but yeah, the Jameer Grimsley, the cornerback, just signed with Alabama, maybe getting out of his uh, letter of intent, as well as, and I'll go ahead and go to this, or if we'll get into it anyway, but it's been brought up a couple times. Let's keep an eye out for DeAndre Robinson, a defensive lineman from Orlando, just signed with Texas back in December. Just signed. Top 50-ish, top 250-ish defensive lineman, defensive tackle type, maybe looking to get out of this Texas letter of intent since Longhorns defensive line coach Bo Davis left for LSU. If you recall, Florida was making a late push here. Florida never gave up. Florida was really was really into this. Uh, here, Texas wins out in the end, uh, or maybe not the end. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, Florida came when he signed with Texas. Florida was really on the heels there. Uh, so we'll see if anything comes from it. If he enters, we'll see if he tries to get involved with other schools. Uh, I think that's a storyline to watch. Would it be immediate? To Florida if he decides to leave Texas or will he kind of open his recruitment back up? So I think that's a that, that's a storyline on that angle to watch, but will certainly be a nice addition to this defensive line class that fell apart uh, toward the end of the 2024 cycle. So keep an eye out for that one. Keep an eye out for Robinson if he enters, if he announces he's going to leave Texas, um, if an announcement right away from Florida is in that, maybe 
really soon after that, or if some time starts to fly by, then maybe it won't be for it. Um, but yeah. Nathan, I could imagine being excited about the transfer player where you're picking up, but Gators, how have we fallen? I don't I don't sense any excitement. I think the there's a realization here. <laughs> that's what that's what it is. That's all this is. Um I mean, I just, I just, I think the reality of the situation here, we're picking up a third string quarterback. Nothing more, nothing less, nothing to get excited about, nothing to get all downtrodden about either. I mean, it is what it is. That's what, what where we are right now. As far as, far as quarterback situation, needing another quarterback and getting one. That's all it is. Um, all right, let's go. Q Lee says it's the wild, wild west. Certainly is. I mean, we knew that and can't tell Shane Matthews that he thinks it's all about the money. I mean, it is a huge part of it. I don't think that's every case. I don't think that's every, every case at all. Um, I have not heard anything on Keon Keeley Harrison. I've heard that name brought up. Of course, all the interest that he had in Florida, but um, no, I have nothing concrete there. Nothing at all. Q Lee says, I, th- I think going into this, uh, when I brought up the, all the storylines for Florida quarterbacks over the last, uh, <laughs> two years, don't forget about Marcus Stokes. That was another one. I mean, this, the, the quarterback storylines Florida has found themselves in since Billy Napier took over are, uh, we couldn't have even dreamed or had a nightmare <laughs> about all of these scenarios, the weird scenarios that have taken place for the storylines of all these quarterbacks. Aaron Hodges, I'm disappointed by offensive line, defensive line recruiting in portal additions. And that, and that kind of goes, I'll go back up to the top and then follow it up with why this, but Aaron Hodges says he's disappointed offensive line, defensive line recruiting, and portal additions. Uh, and he did say earlier, do you think we've done enough in a portal to have a winning record next year? Uh, that was tough. I will say... How many starters have Florida's gotten out of this? Crenshaw Dixon along the offensive line. Joey Slackman, there's two. I think one in the defensive backfield, too, with Bridges, uh, I think is a starter as well. So three? Three starters out of nine right now. I think you needed more instant impact, guys. And it does not say these guys won't be instant impact, but bona fide starters. And that's going to take me to my next point here. And maybe I'll circle around back to this. Wide receiver transfer portal took a hit over the last couple of days. Let's go to Liberty transfer wide receiver CJ Daniels. You guys know I've been... There was a reason I've been having him in almost every episode since his announced visit to Florida last weekend. I was excited about this guy. He's a difference maker. He would have made this offense better. Now he goes commits to LSU. Takes an LSU visit this past weekend after visiting Auburn and his former coach. Uh, Hugh Freeze there. Was at Liberty with Hugh Freeze before. Visits Florida the day after that. Texas the day after that. And then the week goes by. We don't hear much until late in the week. He's going to visit LSU. 
Well, okay. Then Bryson Rogers visits this past weekend, Ohio State transfer, puts his name into the portal, visits Gaint, Florida this past weekend. Visits Florida on Friday. There's some good feelings. Saturday comes. He's going to stick with Ohio State. So Daniels was the big miss, in my opinion. As it looked like a week ago, there was a good chance, some good feelings coming out of Gainesville, some close to the program, that he's going to end up in orange and blue. That was last Saturday. I was getting texts. I was getting messages that, hey, there's some, there's some good things going on here. He was on commit watch last weekend. As I said, after going to Auburn, then went to Florida, followed by a Texas visit, waited, goes to LSU, where he commits. LSU in a similar situation as Florida. Lose some receivers. Florida loses Ricky Pearsall. LSU loses some elite neighbors. He loses their best receiver. So there's a chance, their best receiver from the past year, a chance to fill that gap. LSU gets it done. LSU's excited about some young receivers, just like Florida, looking to improve the room. They were able to sell their situation better in Florida and get it done. Daniels, 16th ranked wide receiver from Pro Football Focus this past season, six foot two, 200 pound, would have been an instant impact wide receiver addition to a room that I think needs it. Look, I like the young pieces Florida has at wide receiver too. But if you can get an instant impact downfield threat, downfield playmaker, you do so. Florida tried and missed. And I've heard the excuse, and I'm, I'm tired of hearing this one. Oh, we don't need him. We're fine at raw receiver anyway. Fine? We're, we need to upgrade this roster each and every way we possibly can. We need to be better than fine. Fine on a 5-7 and seven roster? Come on now. That's crazy talk. You can add a player like this, you do so. This room has proven nothing besides Trey Wilson. Team Ray DK to an extent. You don't turn out a player like this. 19.4 yards per catch as a senior this past season. 55 catches, 1,067 yards, 10 touchdowns. And you want to turn that away? Say we're fine? No, I ain't saying the staff turned him away. No, yeah, I mean, the fan base making this not a big deal. It is a big deal. You had a chance here. And this type of wide receiver Florida needed to replace Ricky Pearsall. Help Trey Wilson. Trey Wilson could get better with a guy like this. He doesn't get all the attention. Give somebody else for a defense to worry about. A proven threat on the outside. Somebody to take the top off of a defense. It would have been a great one-two combo. Could have opened up the middle. Could have opened up the underneath for Wilson a little bit more. Add Team Ray DK, who I, I think could be an addition here. That would have been a great nucleus for this wide receiver group. I think that needs it. Needs it on experience. And hopefully with the emergence of Mizell and Gene. Look, I like those guys. But still unproven to a point. Well, not to a point. They're still unproven right now. Trey Wilson is about the only proven thing you have. And don't, don't get me wrong. He's great. Could be one of the best receivers in the conference. Could have paired him with another one. Now, Rodgers, I won't make too big of a big deal about that one. Not a big miss, in my opinion, besides the fact that there was also the thought he was coming to Florida on Friday with an announcement possibly on Saturday. Only for it to fall through as well. 
Now, I didn't see him as an instant impact, huge impact, even maybe down the road. But when it looked like he was in, Saturday comes with an announcement that he's staying at Ohio State. When some close to the program, he was getting crystal ball picks, predictions. Looked like a commitment was imminent. He decides to stay at Ohio State. All in all, this was a narrative that closing hurts. It looked good for Daniels last week. Looked good for Rodgers this week. Didn't get either one of them. And one more target. We'll give it to the other side of the ball. Defensive backfield. Multi-time all-sun belt defensive back. Yam Banks. Remember his name? Commits to Ole Miss after a visit. We got worried about that one being from the state of Mississippi. Going to Ole Miss. Kind of previewed this one last week. They continue to kill the transfer portal. Setting up for this big 2024 run they're putting together. One of the top overall defensive backs in the transfer portal. Banks finished the 2023 season. 46 tackles, five and a half tackles for loss, interception. Played both safety and nickel for South Alabama. Leading one, leading one of the best defenses in college football the last two seasons. In 2022, season before last, six interceptions, 11 passes defended. So, weapon there for Ole Miss. So, one reason... I decided to deep dive into those guys again, give you their stats, give you their backgrounds. So instead of playing for Florida, instead of getting those guys, now you're playing against them. That's where this hurts as well. It's not that you they're not Gators now. They're playing for some of the guys you played this year. These are targets that Florida will now match up against during the 2024 season and sets up a weird angle with all this transfer portal action. Florida will face off against you know, these targets now. Daniels at LSU, Banks at Ole Miss. But to take it even further, you'll face off against former Gators, Princely at Ole Miss, Trevor Etienne at Georgia, and now over the weekend we saw Richie Leonard, former offensive guard for the Gators, commit to rival FSU. So not only are you now facing targets, you're facing former Gators. Not only opponents, but man, your most hated opponents. They're playing for your rivals. You got guys playing for Georgia now and Florida State now. Man, it's a salt in the wound in the new age of college football. <laughs> it's just, man. And don't get me wrong, we've seen it. You know, we've had our, our Brenton Coxes and Jalen Kimbers go from Georgia to Florida and face them. I'm just saying, looking at this class for Florida and the targets you've tried to get, now you'll face them. And now just, you know, some guys that could have been huge. Like, Georgia was never banking on Brenton Cox to be a huge contributor. They didn't really care he left. They didn't really care Jalen Kimber left. But for Florida, Princely, who was your best pass rusher, I think could have been better with what Florida has kind of brought in this transfer portal, getting Boone back as well. I mean, Sloan, um, with Slackman and Boone on the defensive line, I think Princely would have been even better next year. But instead, you got to worry about blocking him next November. Trevor Etienne, you got to worry about tackling him next November. Richie Leonard, you got to worry about 
trying to get by him next November. It's an odd, odd, odd thing of college football right now. And for Florida, it's targets and guys who were just on in your locker room. Blood, sweat, and tears with you this past year. And now they're playing for your rivals. Playing for your opponents coming up in 2024. Man, that's weird. It's tough. So it's just kind of one more layer on top of what's already a critical year three, critical 2024. That's just one more layer. It's kind of something to look out for. And that probably makes it even more difficult. So kind of going back to the question, as far as done enough for a winning record next year, I don't know if they have. I, I, I don't. Three starters. I like, I, I like some of what they've done. I think a little, little, little more reaches. I think Florida's in a tough spot. You, you're not in the old Miss spot of think, going and getting Power Five proven players, adding them to your roster to go make a run. I mean, too many questions going on. So Florida's got to dig a little bit deeper. You're going to the lower tier. Now, you've, some of those guys, a lot of those guys have produced at those levels, and now that's got to transfer. Ole Miss, I mean, that, that, that's the example right now, I think, to go by, is getting proven Power 5 production and adding to an already good roster. Florida didn't have that luxury. Now, do I think the transfer Florida got makes Florida better? Sure, I do. But here's the thing. It's not just Florida that's doing it. Other programs are doing the same thing. You can't just look at it as, does it make Florida better? Yeah, but other teams are doing the same thing. They're making their rosters better through the transfer portal at the same time. So are you closing the gap in any way? Are you surpassing some of the other teams in any other way? I can't. I'm not so sure I can say that. Now, what I do think benefits Florida, maybe in conjunction with, okay, you've added some pieces that I think you feel good about. Okay, add that to a Graham Mertz coming back for another year. Add that to a new strength and conditioning that hopefully pays off. Add that to reworking the linebacker room, the defensive back room. Now, all those things come together positively. All right, maybe that gets it where you exceed expectations, but just looking at the transfer portal, I can't say it's enough. Oh, there we go. Aaron, yeah, me too. I, I, I'd like to see how Merch progresses as well. I, I, I'm expect, I, I, you know, I'm somewhat expecting another jump. Now, at the same time, wide receiver does worry me a bit, but say. Gene comes along and is the guy close to what we expect him to be in his second year. Amazel may be in the same way. Maybe Khalil Jackson takes another step. Maybe we finally get some production from a Marcus Burke or Jaquavion Frazier's. Chime DK comes in, who Graham Mertz has some experience with, and he can reproduce two seasons ago. Half of those things happen. Graham Mertz can take another step. If the offensive line of Probably starts there. I started with his weapons, but they probably should have started with his protection. I I like Crenshaw Dixon at tackle. Him and Barber at tackles, I think, can be good. 
Jake Slaughter, I just saw it, Pro Football Focus, had him one of the top five centers in Power Five as far as grades go this past year. So I think your tackles and your center are good. Figure out guard. There can be some steps there. And how do you replace the explosion explosion of ETN? All those things go into can Graham Mertz take another step? I, I think he can. I think he will. How how big probably plays into those other factors I just mentioned. I think he does take a step. I think he I think just being in this offense for another year, I think he takes a step. How big of a step? And is that enough to make up for the defense? Now, that was my biggest question for Graham Mertz last year. Does he come in and is he enough to make up for a bad defense? Turns out he wasn't, but that's not his fault. I thought I thought the defense would take some steps and Mertz not not to be quite as good as he was. And I didn't think he'd be terrible. There was a lot of people thought he thought he'd be terrible. I thought he'd be okay at Florida. We explained Wisconsin held him back. There, there, there's some there's some advantages he'd have at Florida that he didn't have at Wisconsin. I thought he'd take advantage of those and, and be okay. He, was, he exceeded my expectations. I thought the defense would be better, but would he be enough to overcome what I thought would be an average at best defense, where the defense was terrible? I didn't expect that. If the defense was what I thought it would be last year, and we got the Graham Mertz we got, yeah, he would have been enough. But saying he wasn't enough, that's not a shot at him. Man, you got to be... You got to be one of the best quarterbacks in the country to make up for that defense. <laughs> so uh, that's where I'm going with that. That's not a shot at him. That's just, man, you better be Heisman. I mean, Jay, look at LSU's stroke. LSU's defense was about just as bad as Florida. You got to be Jaden Daniels level to make up for a defense. And even at times, he wasn't good enough. You know, they lost more games than they probably should have because of their defense. LSU is probably a pretty good example of, of that. Oh. Yeah, Rob, good point. Uh, and I've said this as well. Rob S. says, that also tells you something about our so-called lack of talent. A lot of our losses went to other major programs. That is true. I just mentioned those guys. You and me, Ellen goes to Ole Miss, a team that's trying to make a run. And they'll be, they should be in the 12 team playoff if they put together all those pieces they just added to the season they just had. ETN goes to Georgia. Oh, he can't pass block. How often do you think he's going to have to pass block at Georgia with their offensive line? He's going to fit in great there, unfortunately. And I think it got overblown anyway. Did he need to be a better pass blocker? Absolutely. I don't, I don't think he's going to have to do it there as much. Leonard goes to Florida State. No, okay. I, I think you can overcome that one. But those other two, I mean, those are guys going to teams that are hoping to compete in the SEC. And they might be playing in Atlanta. They need to play. They think Ole Miss and. Um, Ole Miss and Georgia played each other next year. Let me see. Y'all got me going down a rabbit hole right now. That's fun. Um, I think they do, but they look, they could be playing Atlanta too. Now next year we know that SEC has no divisions and top two teams in the SEC. Yeah, and Ole Miss and Georgia play each other next year. 
So um, they actually play Georgia by week Florida. So there's Ole Miss November. Um, see some ex- excitement there for the wide receiver group. Aaron has says, I'm iffy, but not worried about Gene. Has to show me something early, though. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not concerned at all with him. Just, yeah, I g- got to see it. Saw, saw a little bit last year. I won't say the name, but if you're watching on <laughs> YouTube, you can, you can, uh, you can see it. Uh, find a trio faster than Wilson, DK, Watkins. Can't. Um, uh, I think probably throw my Zell in there, but um, not just about speed. I think we all know that, but yeah. Got to be more than that. Like I said, I, I'm excited about the group. I, I like the young receivers. I just think adding somebody like Daniels could have made them even better. This is 5-17. and 17. You're trying to get better anywhere you can. I mean, I think the only room I can say that would be harder to improve would be quarterback, Mertz and Lagway. That'd be tough. And I like what Florida did at linebacker. They did address linebacker. It did address receiver with DK. I just think Daniels elevates that room, but at the same time hurts you because now he goes to a rival in LSU. All right, man, this episode went a little bit longer and voices... Got a little bit left. <laughs> so that gives me enough time to uh, thank all of you right here. As I said, uh, with all the news coming out here, I wasn't sure. I was going to do an episode Sunday or Monday, uh, but there we go. We're able to get an episode out for you right here on this Sunday night, Monday morning. If you're on your way to work, thank you so much for hopping on right here for this episode of Gators Breakdown, giving us another listen. And that'll do it for this episode. You can find me on social media at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for joining me on this episode of Gators Breakdown.